You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Your host, Kevin Parker, your co-host, Scott Martin, here as we are recording. It is Wednesday, as you are listening. It is Thursday, the beauty of podcasting and futuristic technology. I am in the midst of packing for a weekend trip here, uh, taking a little break to make sure we get the last pre-spring game episode of the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Scott, you are technically in the middle of your work day. Hopefully your employer isn't listening as I say that. Uh, but how are we doing? We're doing good. Don't worry. I got an early start today. I'm not going to get uh, slapped on the wrist. I'm going to have a late finish too. So uh, I earned a half hour break here. Um, but yeah, no, doing good. Um, spring game is basically upon us here. And uh, yeah, it's going to come and go in the flash. It's going to be less exciting than we all want it to be. We're not going to get as many answers as we hoped for. And that's the way spring ball works. So uh, who wouldn't be extremely excited for this Saturday? Yeah, I was listening to cover three. They were talking about like some of the big, you know, Clemson and, you know, these big programs, Florida State spring games. And they kept talking about like, well, what did you notice with this? And Tom Fernelli who I I think is one of my favorite college football writers and podcasters. He basically just kept saying, "Um, well, it's a spring game, so we didn't really learn anything. (laughs) And that's kind of, you know, how it is. Hopefully, knock on wood, we come out of here with no injuries. And, you know, that's ultimately the the main goal here. The quick, I'm, I'm sure Mel Tucker would approve of this message. The quick, you know, as you're listening to this, hopefully it's still before the spring game. If you are in the area, I'm sure that everybody would appreciate you heading on over to the game. It's a free ticket. I always had a blast at the spring game. Unfortunately, I don't live in the area anymore. But as we mentioned last episode, there are a ton of high-profile recruits that are going to be there. And I'm sure they would like to see a pretty good atmosphere. So if you're in the area, I know it'll be a little chilly. But, you know, hey, we're Michiganders. Put on a coat head to the game. It's a good time. If you got kids, they'll enjoy it. It's a free ticket to watch some football. I know it's mostly practice, but um, I do love the spring game. I love going there. So um, if you're in the area, head on down to Spartan Stadium. I know the team appreciates the support, and I know the incoming recruits notice the support. So um, just the, the little PSA there. The other PSA, if you haven't already, the contest is still going. 
Actually, Chuck Brantley retweeted this today. So he is now officially in the contest. Chuck Brantley's in the running. You get an entry for a retweet. Um, but the the two T-shirts, there's a Chuck Brantley shirt. There's a Jaden Reed shirt. Um, the, the ways to enter the contest are very simple. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you don't list on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review on Spotify. Take a screenshot. Send it to my DMs. Um, or you can send it via email at uh, that's standingroomspartans at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, retweet the post and make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and that you are following both of us on Twitter. You must be following both of us. You must be subscribed in order to win the prize. We will let you know who won next episode next Monday uh, on, on the podcast. So, Anything else here before we get into uh, our topic today, which we're just kind of running through real quick and uh, talking about the the players at each position that we're most interested to keep an eye on as we're watching the practice and, and the game? Uh, no, we got to go through specialists, which we'll get to uh, before, <clears throat> excuse me, bubble in my throat, the life of a podcaster. Um, yeah, let's just dive into it, you know, let's let's do it. Right on. Well, before we do that, an important note from our friends over at DraftKings. It is the NBA playoffs. It is the play-in tournament. I was actually watching uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers. It was a fun game. Uh, play-in tournament is is kind of weird. I, I still don't know if I like it, but it's something to watch and it's something to bet on. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. little guarantee there from DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we're a proud member. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes. For details, uh, as you mentioned there, Scott, before we get into our spring game uh, sort of preview, I guess, we talked about all of the offensive positions. We talked about all of the defensive positions. Last but certainly not least, number one in my heart, the specialists, uh, the often forgot about, the underrated, the perpetually underappreciated specialists we have to give them a shout out as well the punters the kickers the long snappers the return men as well that's an exciting part of the game um and a very important part of any football game if you ask any coach they will tell you the same thing and we'll start with punter because well it's a pretty easy one bryce berenger he decided to come back for his sixth year of eligibility he was a uh, Illinois transfer from like 2017 or something. He's been at Michigan State a long time and he transferred in. So he has been a college football player for a long time now. Um, 
had an awesome season last year, right? It was one of those things where I kind of went back. I was like, all right, punters, kickers, let's let's kind of take a, a stroll down memory lane. Bryce Berenger was awesome last year. He's coming back for a sixth season. I think that's a huge addition uh, to this roster, a huge lack of subtraction from the roster, I guess we could say. Yeah, nationally, Bryce Berenger was a little slept on because the Big Ten had maybe the best punter class, punter year ever last season. Uh, the Big Ten stacked with punters. I don't know if that's even a good thing, but uh, Bryce Berenger is uh, an elite punter. He he hits bombs. He sets them where he needs to. He's going to do it again this year. We're not going to belabor this point. You all know him. You all love him. And uh, he will be out there again this fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to another All-Big Ten season. He was second team All-Big Ten from media and coaches last season. Honorable mention All-American by Phil Steele. Uh, Ray Guy award watch list. He was, uh, I'm sure he'll go into the season with all of the preseason watch list stuff. So um, expecting another big year, like you said, from Bryce Berenger. Kicking, a little more interesting. Now, obviously, incoming transfer Jack Stone but he is not uh, a part of the spring roster. It would We're kind of talking it would be hilarious if a kicker enrolled early. But uh, currently on the roster, there are two players. There is Steven Rusnak, who we saw a little bit of action from last year. And there is a young man named Jacob, Jarrett Reeser out of uh, Canyon Country, California, who I had never heard his name until about 25 seconds ago. Um, Steven Rusnak, like I said, we saw a little bit last year. He's from Clarkston, uh, Michigan. He he had a few kickoffs. He was four out of five on point afters, 0 for 1 on field goal attempts uh, in lieu of Matt Coughlin. He, he had to step in there for a couple games. And look, you know, we love our team. We love our guys. But we have to be honest, it was not pretty. <laughs> I think we can both say that uh, it was not a guy that I think collectively we were pretty excited about going into a year as a starting kicker. Um, nothing against the kid, but just calling it like I saw it. Um, Steven Rusnak struggled. Hopefully Jack Stone comes in in the fall and shores up that spot. But, you know, it's a true freshman and that's tough to count on. So uh, I would hope that Rusnak is taking the advantage of this spring to to really shore up his game and get a lot more consistent as well. Yeah, it was an interesting year when Coughlin went down or was in and out last year, I should say, um, in the kicking game. I think if I had to guess for this fall, this is, doesn't apply to the spring, but if I had to guess this fall, I think this is Jack Stone's team. You could say it's Peyton Thorne's team. You could say it's Xavier Henderson's team. Folks, I think this is Jack Stone's team. <laughs> uh, incoming freshman, and he's got a leg. Um, I saw one highlight from him that's as much kicking highlights as i can tolerate kevin you can slap my wrist for saying that but it was a long touchback it was in at&t stadium it the, it was a kickoff it hit the back wall behind He's got the a leg line on so yeah he can kick the ball at least in that setting it's a little different when you got 70 80 90 100 000 screaming fans in your face but hey the coaches like him so until he gives me something not to like, then he's our guy. And he also you know, kind of has a little bit of that like red hair, which is yeah. at this point feels like a prerequisite to be an MSU kicker. Um, so he's set up for success. 
You know, it's funny. I was reading the bio for Steven Rusnak. He was the first Spartan other than Coughlin to kick a point after since 2016. We've had Coughlin back there for a long time. It'll be interesting to see a new face uh, at the kicker spot going into this year. Like you said, I I think it will be Jack Stone. I think it's kind of his job to lose. Um, but for a true freshman, again, that's a lot to put on his shoulders. But um, he's got a pretty good leg. I, I like uh, what I saw from him. Other than that, real quick here to mention the returnment as well. That's part of the specialists. Um, in addition to, I, I can't forget our long snappers, I guess. Um, Hank Pepper started every game last year. I will assume that he will start every game again this year. Uh, returning last year, you had, uh, as far as the kick returns, Jaden Reed had 16 kick returns. Jalen Naylor had five. Montori Foster had five. Punt returning was basically all Jaden Reed. He had the two touchdowns. Obviously, he was one of the best in the conference. Um, I guess the quick note on, on the return game, Scott, I'm wondering if Jaden Reed doesn't kind of give up some of those duties. I don't know. Like as a, as a senior, you're heading into the NFL process. You could look at it one of two ways. You could look at it as a way that you could enhance your versatility. So when you're looking at Jaden Reed, a guy who I think is kind of a mid round draft pick right now, you know, third, fourth round, kind of somewhere in the the middle of day two or the, the start of day three, of the NFL draft for next year, you could look at it as a way to improve your stock and say, Hey, a couple more return touchdowns. And that's just another way NFL teams can use them or just, you know, Hey, I really don't want to get hurt this year. And, uh, just statistically you would say that returning is, is a way to increase the chance of injury. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see that. Maybe we see Montori Foster back there. Maybe we see a guy like, um, I don't know, Terry Lockett back there. He's kind of that quick mold uh, of a player. Uh, I'm interested to see if if that changes at all. Yeah, I think Jaden Reed obviously is is the best return man on the team. Um, if if he, if he wants to, to return, it, he'll be the returner, right? Right. If, if he was willing to do it last year and he was probably thinking about the NFL last season, um, I guess if I had to put my hard-earned dollars on it, I'd say he'll be returning again this year. But when it comes to tape for the NFL, I mean, it's already on tape, right? Like, I, I don't know how many kickoffs or punts you need to return for touchdowns for an NFL right. team to say, <laughs> okay, this guy's got the, a knack for it. You know, if he didn't return this year, would they, I don't think they're going to go to his tape and say, oh, you know, he must've lost, must've gotten worse. He, at he lost a straight step. line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if it's, if he, if he wants to, it'll be his job. Um, if not, regardless, they're going to have, they clearly like wide receivers, this staff as returners rather than D'Antonio would switch between receivers and running backs. Uh, I expect to see receivers. I expect them to be on the top half of the depth chart, first two strings, if not just straight up only starters. Um, and it should be another exciting year in the return game. And, and, you know, my head's like, maybe that's a way you get one of the true freshmen involved, right? Like we have a ton of athletes coming in. A bunch of them are on the roster during the spring, maybe, especially in the kick return game. Yeah. Um, Because Jaden Reed kind of gave up some of those duties again, you know, half of the returns almost were from, from guys not named Jaden Reed. Maybe that's a spot where the, the staff says, you know what, like these, these young players, 
it's really difficult to get him on the field in in live, you know, offense defense snaps. But here's one way we can get him involved and make sure that they know, you know, we have a plan for him. Uh, I don't know. That, that's a possibility as well. You always have to look out for. Yeah, yeah. A guy like Tyrell Henry who had. Yeah. At least half a dozen return touchdowns in his senior season. <laughs> yeah, I think he had eight uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he has a knack for it. You mentioned some of them were like 30 yard touchdowns uh on punt returns. So maybe take it with a, just, a grain of salt. But um just hilarious. Yeah, I think Jaden Mangum, Dylan Tatum, there's some guys in that class that certainly could uh be in consideration, but it depends, like we said, what what the staff kind of has in mind for those youngsters. And also if you return all season, you would burn your red shirt. It only takes one snap to count a game right. towards your red shirt. So that's another thing to consider. Yeah. Jeremy Bernard, another guy, you know, when I was doing the write-ups for these uh, incoming freshmen for our preseason magazine, and it was, there were a handful of guys. Jeremy Bernard was one of them that I wrote something to the effect of get the ball in his hands and and watch what happens. And, and Jeremy Bernard is one. So maybe we see him get involved there as well. So on to kind of the main topic here. We'll try to go through these pretty quickly uh, because, again, if you want the deep dive on these position groups, it's all in the feed. Just scroll back a little bit. You'll hear us talk quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends, um, offensive line, defense, everything. We broke down in a lot more detailed, a lot more long form. And we're trying to just kind of quick hit this thing and just give you the the one guy each of us are looking at. When it comes to Saturday, we'll get our first full view of these guys in practice reps, right? For offense and defensive line, especially, I think it's kind of interesting because you get to see one-on-ones, same with receivers and corners. You get to see some one-on-ones and see who just keeps getting torched and who keeps <laughs> doing the torching, right? Last year, it was Simeon Barrow, and we pointed it out on the podcast that was like, this guy seems like he's winning every one-on-one. And it at the time, it seemed like a guy that was kind of buried on the depth chart. We're like, yeah, well, maybe he could do something. I don't know. So who is this year's Simeon Barrow is kind of what I'm looking for. Who's the guy that seems like today, if you put out your projected depth chart, might be the third or fourth string guy. But, you know, coming out of Saturday might be like, hey, this guy could fight for some reps that, you know, I saw something in him. That's kind of how I'm approaching this. But um you know we each have our own kind of interests here so we'll start with the quarterback scott who is one guy that you're going to be keeping your eye on good or well, bad we know what Peyton thorne is so i'll skip over him i'm excited to see Kaden hauser i mean true freshman big arm a lot of excitement in the recruitment there's a battle for the backup quarterback position he's very young i don't know how many reps he'll get um but if he gets on the field i'm excited to see that that arm live yeah, I I don't really need to add anything there. It's the four-star freshman, the Elite 11 guy. Let's see him actually throwing to our receivers, possibly against a live defense, right? For not maybe not very many reps, but uh, I'm definitely interested to see that arm and, and see what all the hype is about. Running backs, I will kick it off here. I'm going with Harold Joyner. I, I would just want to see, you know, what kind of positions they're putting him in. Um, is, is he kind of just playing a traditional running back role like anybody, like everybody else? Are they trying to, you know, swing him out into a route tree a little bit? Are they like moving him around? Is he taking some reps at slot receiver or something? I'm just 
going to keep an eye on number two out there at running back. He's he stands out. He's six foot four. You'll see him on the field when he's out there. Um, interested to see if they line him up in different ways or or kind of if we can glean what the role might be for for Joiner. Yeah, I'm excited for this whole group. Um, Jalen Berger's on campus, so obviously we'll be looking at him. But I'm excited to see Davion Prim, uh, running back coaches, offensive coordinators, Mel Tucker. They've all been talking about him in their press conferences this spring, saying he's a guy who's improved a lot. I'm interested to see, based on the reps and the team that he's lined up with, is this just let's pipe up a youngster, get build him some confidence, or is this a this guy's going to be fighting for reps? He's actually running the ball really well. Um, so what does that mean? You know, is he going to be a contributor this year? And uh, and basically, I just want to see him carry the rock a little bit. I, I'm not sure how much last spring he touched the ball at all. So I'm just excited to see him out there. Not a guy going into this offseason that I necessarily had my eyes on. But now that he's been getting some recognition, I want to know what all the hype is about. Yeah, he's he's first team all hype at this point in the offseason. That's for sure. Um, definitely somebody we'll be keeping an eye on. Wide receiver, Scott, where where do you go here with this group? Oh, this is a big group. Um, one guy. One guy. All right, I will go with Jeremy Bernard. Uh, a lot of the guys that I think will be touching the field this year, we saw last season on the field uh, in either a lot of – reps or in spurts Jeremy Bernard incoming true freshman I don't want to focus too much on the true freshman but I do think he he could be a contributor this fall and uh, again first team all hype um, dude should be a difference maker in his time in East Lansing so let's see if it if that starts this spring I'm going a different route here I'm going Montori Foster because yeah we saw him last year uh, he filled in for Jalen Naylor every every game that he was out Foster started Started three games last season. Started one in 2020. He's a true junior. Uh, he played. He has played in all 20 games so far in his career, and he's a late bloomer when it comes to football. He was a basketball player, and I think took on football like as a junior in high school, if I'm not mistaken. So he really only has five years of football under his belt, and this is his third year of, of college football. So. He's still young in terms of like development. And I thought we saw enough flashes of him last year that, you know, this guy could be a difference maker. He could be pretty special. And I'm just interested to see when it comes to like the seven on seven, when it comes to, you know, guys, um, not just the one on one stuff, but actually the full passing stuff. Is Peyton Thorne kind of looking his way? What's the chemistry like with Foster? Is he lining up pretty consistently with the ones? That's somebody I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on because I, I mentioned him earlier in the spring as a potential kind of, hey, don't forget about this guy kind of player. Because again, he's this is basically his fifth year playing football. And it seems weird because he's a junior now, but uh, he's played in all 20 games so far in his MSU career. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he can do. Yeah, we need another starting wide receiver. So let's see uh, who can step up. Yeah, t- tight end is this... I think it could be one of two players, in my opinion. Uh, Daniel Barker is not on campus. He's the transfer coming over from Illinois. I think it's between t- two guys that are even interesting on the roster. It's it's either Malik Carr or Jack Nickel, in my opinion. Maybe you have something else. Uh, I'm I'm going to take the obvious one. I'm going to say Malik Carr. I just 
I'm fascinated by this player and what he could be. And um, I, I just want to see how he continues developing. He's He's been with the basketball team here, so I know as far as technique, he hasn't been w- working on football. But I, I just I'm fascinated by this guy every time he touches the field. Yeah, I, I was going to go the same route. A couple notes on on tight ends. Uh, Tyler Hunt's still around, so he'll be in the mix. Jack Nickel, exciting, true freshman. Evan Morris, quick shout out because he is slowly making the transition from kicker to tight end, just like Tyler Hunt went the, from the Tyler Hunt route. End. Yeah. So uh, another specialist turned tight end, obviously a, a common, well trodden uh, path to success in on the football field. Um, Malik Carr is the story here. How is he going to fill not only that pass catching role that he started to to grow into last season, but how is he going to fill the the little the shoes of of Connor Hayward and the little things that he did well, the pass blocking, the run blocking, um, different positions, different alignments. Can he handle that full workload, or is he still going to be you know kind of splitting reps depending on the package? So uh, either way, Malik Carr, most talented guy in this group. Uh, Jack Nickel could give him a run for his money potentially by the end of his career, but as a true freshman at tight end, I don't expect Jack Nickel to be at the top of the depth chart this year. Yeah, uh, offensive line. I think it it's actually an easy one for me. This one came to mind really quick, and I took a second glance at the roster, and it still was standing out like a sore thumb. I think they're the tackle spots. We know who... We know who is going to start, in my opinion. You have um, Jarrett Horst at left tackle, and you have Spencer Brown at right tackle. Uh, the staff has been talking up Brown a bit to this point, and it just kind of seems like everything's heading that way. And the interior is still kind of up for grabs. And the most high-profile young player who we have not seen at all at Michigan State is Gino Vandemark. He was the highest rated recruit of the offensive lineman from last year. And he's somebody that the staff has mentioned a couple times in passing of somebody that, you know, has been performing at least to some level. Um, I, I haven't seen exactly who is injured and who isn't injured. Cause I know there's a lot of injuries on the offensive line, but if Gino Vandemark is out there, number 74, I'm really interested to see what he looks like because uh, we might be counting on him as a redshirt freshman uh, for some serious snaps next year. All right, I'll throw a curveball in this one from the forgotten 2020 class, the COVID class. Um, Brandon Baldwin, another tackle. I don't necessarily expect him to make a run for that right tackle position, but he's a guy that his name started to murmur last fall coming out of practices in a little bit this offseason as well. Huge dude, 6'7", listed at 315. He's only a redshirt sophomore, so if he wants to grow, there's room to grow. Um, he's he's a big frame, big body, and, and of that class, which we brought in a few offensive linemen in the last two classes, he his name has come up more than some. So uh, is he going to, like I said, crack into that tackle depth chart i think he could be maybe a second string tackle um and and spencer brown we talked about it a little bit when we previewed the offensive line spencer brown didn't light the world on fire when he was in in the peach bowl and when he got intermittent reps last season so if he struggles there may be an opening for someone to to make a run for that second tackle spot i think brandon baldwin may be 
the guy that could challenge him there. So in the spring game, you mentioned every offensive lineman who's healthy is going to be on the field. So if Brandon Baldwin is one of those who is healthy, we should get a pretty good look at him. Yeah, and, and like you said, even even if it's not necessarily for a week one starting role, that doesn't mean it's not for a week five starting role, right? I mean, offensive line is just one of those positions, man. Uh, things happen, people rotate, uh, whether it's it's health-related or not, he could find himself starting by midseason. So um, that's a good call there. Uh, yeah, like you said, 6-7, you'll definitely see him when he's out there again. Um, even though there are some big fellas on this offensive line, he'll he'll probably stand out a little bit there. Switching over to the defensive side, Scott, we're actually making good time here. We always say, like, you know, let's make this one a little shorter. I, we're actually doing it so far. Knock on wood. Um, defensive line. So defensive line, there are a lot of interesting plays. Do we want to do D tackles and edge separately? Yeah, yeah, I think we got to okay, break it up. Let's do that. Let's start with edge. Scott, you can go ahead and hit this one first. Hmm. Edge. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Bogle, Jeff Petrowski. You know what you're going to get junkyard dog. He's going to scrap it out. He's going to make plays. You don't necessarily expect him to make. And I think he might be a bit of a leader for this D line this year. He's a junior, one of the more experienced guys, but that's not my answer. My answer is Chris Bogle, uh, fresh, not freshman. He's a senior, but incoming transfer from Florida. And if this defensive line is going to have a strong season this year, he is going to have to have a strong season. So first look at him, on campus, um, on that edge position. Side note, might see somebody else getting some reps here from another position. They've talked about testing different linebackers and other guys at defensive end. Maybe we'll see a new Brandon Wright in the mix, you know, a certain package, pass rush package, whatever it might be. Keep your eyes out for some unique names out there. But number two, Chris Bogle, that's where I'm going to be looking first. Yeah. and, And you just mentioned my guy. I, I'm fascinated by this guy, Brandon Wright, I because he was a running back who we saw go into last season, and and it was about this time I want to say during the spring where they were like Brandon Wright switching to defense, like, huh? All right, sure, why not? Switching to defensive line, like really was he that big? Like all right, cool, six two, you know, two or something. Now he's up, he's listed six two two forty. And the last time we saw him was against Pitt in the Peach Bowl, where he played 12 snaps and had two sacks. <laughs> that's that's a sack every six snaps you're playing on defense. He had four tackles in that game. So every third play was a tackle. Every sixth play was a sack. I, I'm fascinated by this player because, man, he is so explosive. And... We saw a couple plays. Was it Penn State that he he was running Sean Clifford out of the pocket? I remember yep. it was it was Penn State backed up in their own end, and I'm picturing Sean Clifford kind of running for his life and seeing Brandon Wright and expecting because Sean Clifford's a pretty athletic guy, and and just expecting like, all right, I can get out, I can run, I can outrun this defensive lineman, I can give myself some time here. And it was like that double take of, oh, shoot, this guy's like really coming after me. Um, if he develops his game a little bit more in this offseason with with Marco Coleman, with uh, with BT, this could be an interesting player, man. Like, I, I think he'll still be just a situational pass rusher. I, I, I highly doubt he'll be like a three down player, but um, 
if he kind of improves his skill set as a pass rusher, he could be a deadly third down player. And I'm yeah. really interested to see kind of how he has developed his game as a full-time uh, pass rusher now. Yeah, and, and for the group in general, are we going to see any new alignments for the whole defense, right? Yeah. Are we going to see more than that 4-2-5, three down lineman sets, 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, um, maybe bring an extra linebacker up for a 4-3, things we haven't really seen very often under um, Scotty Hazleton. So I'll plug that when we're talking edge, but that applies to the whole defense. No, for sure. And interior, I think, again, this is, I mentioned it when we were talking about the interior defensive linemen uh, during that podcast. I think this is the deepest group on the roster. I think it's the most talented group on the roster. And it's a group that I wouldn't be shocked if we saw uh, one or two guys transfer out. The the deadline for that, by the way, because we were just talking about this off air, is May 1st. May 1st is the deadline to enter the transfer portal. So if a guy is still on the roster on May 2nd, he will be on the roster in 2022, barring any midseason transfers or whatever. I, um, but uh, to, to pick a name here, uh, I, I know what I'm getting out of Jacob Slade, and it's really good. I know what I'm getting out of Simeon Barrow, and it's really good. There's a guy who has been... I, again, we talked about him last year at this time as the best player on defense, possibly the best player on the roster. Is Jalen Hunt a guy who is, you know, a potential best player on the defense type of player? Or is he a a good rotational defensive lineman who, you know, can cause some havoc, but but isn't going to be that three down force? Um, I I don't know at this point. I think that's fair to say. So so Jalen Hunt, I'm gonna be keeping my eyes on. Has he improved his body from last year? Has he improved his conditioning? Does he look quicker? Does he look stronger? Um, is he just dominating these one-on-ones similar to how Simeon Barrow did last year to take his spot in the lineup? Uh, I'm looking for Jalen Hunt this year. Yeah, it'd be great to have him really fulfill some of the, I guess it sounds dramatic, but prophecies about him from last spring. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Van Sumeren. Uh, incoming true freshman, highest ranked recruit, maybe not after Kate Nauser and Jeremy Bernard, but four star from that 21 class. He was still the highest ranked guy. There you go. So, or 20, yeah, 21 class. So, 22 early enrollee. Fall We're getting old, man. I'm anyway, starting to run out of years. <laughs> uh, Alex Van Sumeren, first time on campus, uh, in the green and white. I think he should get some reps out there. Like you said, it's a busy room, but he is the future of this position in the green and white. We've got some guys getting up there in age. Everyone other than him and Derek Harmon and Simeon Barrow are juniors or seniors. So all those those big names on the front lines other than Barrow are, are going to be gone in the next couple of years. So Alex Van Summeren should be um, ready to get after it. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to find the field unless he's really uh, developing quickly, but excited to see him out there. He's got really quick feet, great base, stays low. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch him out there. 
Linebacker, I think there are a lot of potential answers for this one. I'm going to let you go first because I I still haven't even fully decided, to be honest. (laughs) All right. Probably my biggest new name crush. Uh, I am excited about the whole group. There's so many different ways it could go. But Jacoby Winman, I think, could end up being the biggest addition on this defense last year to this year. Uh, Dude's athletic. Dude's explosive. One of the most well I guess, well-decorated, if you will, Um, incoming guys. He had a great career at UNLV before he transferred um, two years all-conference at two different positions. He should be able to play three downs. Now, whether we have, like we said, we have so many options at linebacker that he may not always play three downs because there there may be a lot of different packages with a lot of different names, but I think he's athletic enough to play three downs. He can play in coverage, he can rush the passer, he can stop the run, um, and his film with, from UNLV. I mean, he's he's just one of those guys that always finds his way to the ball. So seeing him next to Cal Halliday for the first time, I think, will be really exciting. And hopefully, it lives up to the hype that I've built in my head. Another first team <laughs> all hype guy, number four on the defense. Yeah, I I'm going in a direction similar to running back where I, I mentioned Harold Joyner. I, I'm more just interested in how they're using him. And I'm I'm looking at Aaron Brule here because he has had a really interesting career to this point. He was at Mississippi State and they used him all over the place. He was a linebacker, but he in 2020 he led all of FBS linebackers in pass rush snaps, in total pressures generated, in QB hurries. So this is somebody you could play as a typical off-ball linebacker. You could play him off the edge. And I'm just interested to see where they're putting him more than anything. Is is he just constantly lining up on the edge? Is he only lining up off-ball? Is he moving around as kind of a chess piece? Um I'm more just interested with Brule and how they're using because I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to get him on the field. He's a really talented player, uh, just not really sure how yet. So I, I'm interested to see that. Uh, but there there's a lot of good answers here with linebacker, corner. It's the same way, man. There's a lot of answers to this question. I did just see today. I think it was Soleri put this out that uh, Ronald Williams was in a cast yesterday when when they had some access so i I don't know if we'll see him out there um that was a potential answer to this question um i'm going i i think this is kind of the chalk answer but i want to see a mere speed man (laughs) it's six foot three 210 pounds I want to see this guy in action uh, against a guy like Jaden Reed. I want to see him in a one-on-one against Reed. I want to see him, you know, lining up against our best receivers and just see what what all the hype is about. I, I want to see a 6'3", 210-pound corner in action. Yeah, that's – I mean, I want to go parody, but that's the answer. I look at the rest of these guys, and there's certainly storylines I can drum up. There's some youngsters with a lot of hype. Chuck Brantley making his return, although I think he's still nursing his shoulder. He was non-contact at one point this spring, so I don't even know if he'll be participating. To Um, all of this point in the spring, from my knowledge. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there's guys out there. Uh, It's it's a position I want to see how the pecking order is starting to play out, at least for the guys that uh, are available. 
but Amir Speed is is the biggest story in this group. And if he really does have the technical ability and the quickness to play that position at a high level, his size and speed combination is is <laughs> enticing to say the least. So seeing him in action, line him up on Jaden Reed, uh, see what he can do. Yeah, and and safeties, I'll go first. I'll go quick. If you listen to the DB episode, I think you all know my answer. It's Jaden Mangum. I want to see how he looks in a, in a Division One Power Five atmosphere because I think, again, I, I don't want to echo it too much. I think he has the highest ceiling as a you know single high free safety, uh, but I want to see him in action again. You know, if he's in a position where he has to cover a Trey Mosley, a, uh, a Montori Foster, a Jaden Reed. If he's in a man-to-man situation, to, you know, can he hold up? Uh, because I, I think he would give this defense a really high ceiling if he could play early. So I, I'm going to be looking for Jaden Mangum, number one out there. So you'll you'll be able to find him 6'2". Uh, I, I really like his ceiling, man. Nice. Yeah, kind of a stringy guy. He's got long limbs, skinny guy, so... Um, yeah, 170 we're gonna need to beef that up a little bit <laughs> I, i'm sure he has beefed that up since the roster was released I, I would hope he's closer to 180 185 by now but gotta drink your beet juice yeah <laughs> um you would know if you caught the mel tucker press conference this week i will go with to round us out here we already talked specialists so i don't think we need to rehash that but for our last name here one of my favorite players maybe my favorite player um Darius Snow, very versatile. Want to see, you know, they've been talking about him working new positions. Is he going to get snaps at linebacker this spring? Uh, where is he? What's he playing? How's he look? I think this guy is, is a leader of the future on this defense, more than ready to fill Xavier Henderson's shoes when the time comes. And uh, and he's just a fun guy to watch play football. So keep your eye out for number 23. He certainly made himself known last season. You didn't have to look for him. He made himself uh pop off the film so hopefully we're in for another year of that uh and uh, hopefully it'll start this saturday all right we we got through that pretty good i think we we did a good job pat ourselves on the back here for uh for actually sticking to a timely manner so uh we appreciate everybody for listening again that contest last chance to get in to win a chuck brantley t-shirt to win a jaden jaden reed t-shirt and uh, mangum is is in my head now man um to get a, a Reed or, or Brantley t-shirt, the uh, tweet, the link is actually in the show notes as well. So you can just click on that. All the rules are are pretty clearly listed here. And we will announce the winner uh, right after the spring game on Monday's episode. So hope everybody enjoys. Again, if you're in the area, I know it's a little chilly, but we're Michiganders, man. Suck it up. Go to the game. You'll enjoy it, especially if you have kids. They will enjoy it. Um, you get a little bit more access. You can sit wherever you want. Uh, you don't have to worry about your nosebleed seats, uh, you know, the, the cheap seats up there. Get in for free. Enjoy. Have a good time. Uh, and and hope everybody can get out there if you're able to. Until Monday, hopefully everybody enjoys the spring game, enjoys the Easter weekend. Have a happy Easter, everybody. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks. Thank you.